Welcome to the Holistic Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kimberly Ann Marsden, and we have a quite a special podcast for you today. We have a special guest, an interview with Brandon Blevins, and we're going to start off a little differently today, and you'll see about that in a moment. But let me just tell you, sit back and enjoy it because we have a journey. We start with a hero's journey. We go through Thailand, meet the Lahu people, and we end with an incredible discussion about the art of meditation. Here we go. Okay, before we start today's podcast, we're going to give you a little behind the scenes look at how we do things before the show starts. So we're going to start with some breath work with my guests today, who you'll meet shortly. So wherever you are right now, if you're not operating machinery, you know, if you have a moment to relax, if you are, you can keep your eyes open, you can stay alert. We're just going to let our attention rest on our breath for a moment. You can notice also where you're sitting. Notice where your body contacts the chair or the bed or wherever you're sitting. And we're going to take just a few deep breaths to begin. So starting with one, coming in for four seconds. One, two, three, four. Hold at the top. Four seconds, two, one, coming down, exhale, four, three, two, one, hold, four, three, two, one, inhale, four, three, two, one. And this is called box breathing. Very important technique used by ancient yogis and also the Marines. And we're going to continue this for just about a minute. So you can think of the shape in your mind as you inhale four seconds up the side of the box. Holding four seconds across the middle. Exhale four seconds. Hold four seconds. Good, and we're gonna do one more, nice and deep. Feel your belly filling up, nice and relaxed. One, two, three, four, hold. Two, three, four, exhale. One, two, three, four, hold. One, two, three, four. Now just bring your attention to your body. Feel your entire body for a moment, the front, sides and the back. Let your spine be nice and long and relaxed. Take one more final breath. As you open your eyes, do so slowly. Good. Congratulations, you've just changed your state in about 10 to 20, you know, seconds or so. It takes just a moment. So As always, we're going to start off with a prayer, but this time we're going to do it out loud. 
our prayer is always that we that the people that are listening that you hear something that sparks a connection to the divine wisdom within yourself and that it serves the highest good for all and for you personally so today on this episode as you see we're starting off a little different um i'm very very happy to have the company of Brandon Blevins with me. And Brandon is an incredible human being. Um, just to give you a little bit of background on Brandon, he, as far as what he's done here on planet Earth, this go round, he's been a personal trainer. He has worked as a massage therapist. He has, um, my blanking on lots of stuff all of a sudden, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Brandon's done all kinds of things, probably because Brandon has is a very open person. And so I asked Brandon to come today because he has so much wisdom to share. He's had some incredible personal spiritual experiences, and he has a heart full of compassion and unconditional love that he just loves to pour out into other people. He's a incredible beacon of light. But what I asked Brandon to do is I'm going to ask you to just tell people a little bit about how you perceive yourself. Okay. How do I perceive myself? <laughs> wow. We love that. Uh, we love these introspective questions. We love to look within, you know, there's no fear. There's only learning always. Um, hello, my name is Brandon. Thank you so much for that very kind and beautiful introduction. Um, I, I think that I have a lot of experience and wisdom to share with the world. And um, it's always been a bit of a blockage to talk, you know, but I'm learning so much about just being free and open and serving the light when you open your mouth, when you begin to speak, it's not about you. It's not about, it's about us. Right. So we're just here to spread knowledge and love and um, whatever wisdom comes through today. Uh, So I have a bit of experience, um, I guess, title wise. Um, I'm not, a huge fan of titles, you know, like, who are we really, you know, this is just a perception that it's for other people, essentially, and it's for our egos, right? So I'll go through my, my ego's title. <laughs> I am uh, a personal trainer, massage therapist, I practice um, Ayurvedic medicine, Thai yoga massage. Um, I'm a huge advocate for plant based anthrogens. Um, I am, I believe I'm a star seed, which there are many of us here, who are star seeds who are waking up to understanding why you're here on earth. Um, I'll go into that just a little bit now, actually. Um, So many of us are volunteers and many of us chose to come to earth to volunteer, to raise the collective consciousness, to help the new earth ascend, to help clean it up and to help other people, you know, um, essentially anchor light here on earth and help us raise to the next level. Um, many of us are here to do this and we're just not sure about it yet. Um, whether there's a blockage from just life and we're just stuck in life and we don't know how to help. We don't know what to do to access our gifts or maybe nobody has sparked that within you yet, sparked that light. So that's what we're here to do. You know, we're here to just, um, we're here to speak our truth and hopefully that ignites some wisdom within you. Cause as we know, everything is within all infinite wisdom is within you at all times you have access to the answer for all your questions within yourself and this is why we practice introspection this is why we practice meditation because we love 
to learn and accept new wisdom and new teachings and um, essentially downloads, as we call it. We are downloading from the field, from the energetic electromagnetic field that is all around, that permeates all things, and you are a part of this. And so um, today we're going to be speaking with the field. We're going to be speaking from the field and um, connecting with you all. And, you know, really happy to be here. Thank you. So you're getting a flavor already of how the human that we call Brandon goes through the world and um, he's, he's a beautiful light. So, but one of the things I told Brandon, I would love for him to talk about is just his experiences. If you want to start with in Thailand and just how that really opened your eyes and changed things for you, trying to change the trajectory of where you were and where you were headed. Sure. I'd love to share. Um, and I, uh, my experience would be coming from a perspective of um, uh, just being a huge proponent of taking the hero's journey, as we call it. And this can happen in, in so many ways. This is uh, one of my first awakenings. Um, it can happen through a psychedelic experience. It can happen through a traveling experience. But essentially, the Buddha suggests that all new monks or anyone who wants to follow the, their own spiritual path, you know, it has nothing to do with religion per se, um, you go off by yourself go off alone and you have a journey. You go by yourself, whether that be traveling or hiking, doing a through hike or, or an anthrogenic experience, but something that you essentially, it's not an ordeal, it's a journey. So we go through this and we learn so many lessons. So my journey, my first one, um, I was invited to go to a Thai massage school from my good, good, good friend, Santi Kelly Brust, who is the son of Osha Kananda. Um, Osha Kananda is essentially the first person who discovered Thai massage as a Westerner and wrote it in books. So he opens up some schools over there and I had the really blessed opportunity of going and learning this beautiful art of Thai yoga massage, which I've seen transform so many lives, transform my life in so many ways. Um, it's my art, my practice, um, you know, it's one of those things for me. So I had the opportunity to go take these classes, have this beautiful experience in my friend's village, um, the Lahu village in Northern Thailand. And um, I could talk about the Lahus all day. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on them. Um, <laughs> just amazing people, really beautiful, really connected to spirit, connected to earth, connected to each other. Um, just a different way of living. You get to see when you go, when you travel, um, you just get so many perspectives through, through osmosis, essentially, just by spending time and in these new environments with new people. And so this happened for me and it was just absolutely fantastic. And, um, so many journeys and it's still going, you know, it's still going since that, since that started, you know, I haven't been traveling the whole time. That was what, four or five years ago now. And, um, I'm still going, you know, traveling on and off, but whatever happened, whatever ignited that awakening is still in process. And I'm just so thankful for that. And I want everyone to have that. I want everyone to, to be ignited, to wake up, to, to just feel alive in, and, and feel like, um, like you, you're putting your best foot forth and you are purposeful, um, in just being, you know, in your being right now. And so, yeah. Yeah. And I think that comes back to that. You are you are good enough. You right. are perfectly made. You yes. are, you have everything you need. You, mm -hmm. it, the only thing you may be lacking is the belief in that mm. and that that in and of itself can hold you back. Mm -hmm. 
And I know it's hard to give us just a little bit, but can you just give listeners just a little bit of what it's like to be in the village with the Lahu people? Because I know you've talked about it with me and it's, it's a, sure, it's fascinating just to understand other cultures and how different it is versus the way that we live here. Sure. Okay. So, um, so the Lahu people are a uh, indigenous tribe in Northern Thailand and they are nomadic. They ended up coming from China about 2000 years ago and they settled in Northern Thailand, maybe about a hundred years ago. And they're all just such a beautiful people. They're so kind. And I'd say that the main lessons I learned from them was simplicity. It's just simplicity. They just live their life every day to the fullest with each other. And there's not a whole lot of where can I get from here? Um, you know, where am I going? How much can I get? What can I be? Um, always just thinking about uh, essentially scheming life, you know what I mean? Scheming up life and trying to make it better. I don't sense that there. This is a very, this is a very Western, very capitalist, very money central idea that we all, uh, we all are kind of stuck in a little bit is that there's always a place to go, a goal to meet, something to do, um, which is true in a sense. Um, but the Lahus in the village they live in the moment. They live present. They live simply. And just being around this again, like through osmosis, I feel like I got to pick up some of this, um, you know, some of this beautiful wisdom that they were sharing with each other just by communing with nature and doing their jobs. And um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's such a great point. It goes back to being versus doing. And I mean, how often do you hear in the United States, you hear, oh, well, parents, they want you to have a better life than they did. And right. when they're saying that, what most people are referring to is financial things, mm -hmm. you know, either education mm -hmm. or type of, you know, location, li lifestyle. It's really lifestyle related to money, status, mm -hmm. material, wealth. And when you are in a village like you're describing with the Lahu people, it's not about doing and having and obtaining. It's about being. Mm -hmm. And it's a complete. Which is what it's really all about, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It mm -hmm. is. And when you're here, I think, I honestly think, and I haven't been there, so I can't say, but I think that being here, I think in the United States or, you know, in countries that are capitalistic or materialistic in nature, I think there's so many distractions that it keeping that simplicity mm -hmm. and that concept of being mm -hmm. becomes much more challenging because we're not in nature. We're not in the place of just being, we get caught up with all the other distractions. I mean, we allow ourselves to, to do that in most cases. Mm -hmm. And so really it becomes about finding ways to strip that away right. and get back to that simplicity that you're talking about. Right. Right. Beautifully said. Yes. Um, that remind that makes me think of um, also getting back to our regular self, like internally as well. Like, it seems like we're talking about kind of the external journey right now of, of uh, learning to be um, when it's a lot harder. It is a lot harder in our society today. You know, we, uh, we live in a matrix matrix essentially that's designed to motivate you to make and spend money. And also just always having a, a goal not being good enough. You're, you're told from birth that there's something wrong with you through um you know, through a lot of different means, through society, through religion, through money, all these things. When in reality, you have everything right now in this very moment that you could ever possibly need. And this might seem boring to some, this might seem like, oh, where's the pizzazz? Where's the, where's the <laughs> sexiness of life? Like, you know, it's, that's, that's not, 
that's not what I, what I'd like, you know, but it's all right now. It's all happening right now. And everything is waiting for you to experience it right now. You know? So I'd say going within is the way that we break out of programs and patterns that we've all been put in going within because inside is a hundred percent sovereignty, a hundred percent freedom, a hundred percent space within, um, and a hundred percent control, I believe. So, um, learning about what's holding us back from being completely enough present. We are already enough, but understanding and realizing our completeness right now in the moment that we don't need anything, um, realizing what's keeping us from doing that, whether it's attachments, whether it's, uh, ideas, like I need to make this amount of money to be this person for these people or for myself asking these questions. And also, um, developing a stillness practice or a meditation practice. And a lot of times I think meditation, the word is dogmatic, right? So a lot of, a lot of times I really, cause we're always essentially here, you know, it's just about realizing that you're aware. That's all it is. You're aware of what you're aware of. You can do this while you're doing the dishes while you're petting your dog. You can do this um, anytime when you're spending time with your loved ones. And um, yeah, a lot of times it's just really hard to do this because we're caught up, you know, and uh, beautifully, the Lahus, they don't have as many of these obstacles, honestly. So we are in a place where we're a bit more challenged, but we're also set up for an opportunity to, for um, big achievements internally and overcoming and transcending and evolving. Uh, my grandmother, my grandfather always had this be a great quote. It's um, if the mountain was smooth, you wouldn't be able to climb it. So, <laughs> I which, love that. I've never heard that one. Which I love so much. Um, the mountain was smooth. You wouldn't be able to yeah. climb it. So we're set up with a lot of distractions at every corner. There's trap doors. There's all these things. There's um, everything wants your attention and your energy. So that's why we go within and we find out the boundaries between us and the outside world. And we work on that internal world and we give it love and we make it beautiful and we create it. And I think this starts with the belief that you are the creator. You are the creator of your life, of your perception of your world. It's yours. It's a gift. It's like a, it's like an unmolded clay. Um, and so starting to, I think it starts obviously with our thoughts and we start to believe in ourselves that we are in control of, of our lives and everything that happens so forth. Cause there's a lot happening in the outside world, especially, you know, in the U S and the Western world. And, you know, obviously with, with the things that are happening in the news and lots of fear, this is again, the perfect opportunity, the perfect challenge to go within and realize that, um, all is well within you. If you choose, if you choose this, you know, it's, it's truly about your perspective. It is so beautifully said, Brandon, really very beautifully said. And and it becomes about understanding that you don't have to wait for Mm. someone or something to fix you, to Mm. help you find that state. It Mm. exists within you. When, Mm. when the creator created you, you have that divine innate intelligence within you Mm -hmm. that's what our we one of our many gifts Mm -hmm. i mean that we all have and it's not that one person has it and it does another person doesn't it's really trying to find it like you're saying within for for yourself and i think one of the things that i read over the years was and i've read it multiple times just because i find it so powerful when you were talking about um not you know the the sovereignty Mm within ourselves. Mm-hmm. If you ever read Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, after being in a con- concentration camp, you see he learned basically mm-hmm. 
that he had that sovereignty within himself Mm -hmm. and that nobody, that is what nobody can take that away. That Mm -hmm. internal world that you have, the internal strength, that connection to Mm -hmm. everyone and everything else, to love, to source. And he's, and he's speaking from the, the, the farthest end of the spectrum of, of suffering and struggle. So where are we today and how much sovereignty do we have compared to Right. situation a lot right yeah yeah and it's the it's the boxes we put ourselves in mm-hmm. it's the mm-hmm. chains we bind ourselves with mm-hmm. that we don't even realize it mm-hmm. it's about waking up back you right. know to that right but back to what you were saying before because just i'm curious because i don't think i've ever asked you this question is what type of spiritual practices do the lahu have the lahu are animists essentially um which is a very similar belief to a lot of indigenous peoples who essentially just live a natural life in nature, um, not really, haven't really been infiltrated, culturally appropriated, influenced by the world, by the main religions, by beliefs, by, you know, money and things like this. So actually a lot of these people who live like this have very similar beliefs. And this is one of the most interesting things to me in my life is studying different groups of people who have these these, these similar views and, um, and ways about them, uh, you know, you can look into ancient people such as uh, Aztecs, Mayans, um, uh, many, 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 where they all understand the sacred geometry. They all have depictions of visitors, you know, and, we, and from this, you can, you can sort of infer that, well, there has to be some truth to some of this because there's no contact between them, you know, and so going back to the Lahus and native peoples, they believe that everything is spirit. They believe that everything is alive. Everything is God essentially. And they have respect for all things in their environment. They don't take more than they need. They use what they need. When they chop something down, they quite literally thank the jungle for it. They say, thank you. Thank you for the spirit of the jungle for having us when they go into the jungle. Um, everything is alive, everything is animated and they have respect for and and love for all these things. And this is one of the things that just really, really blew me away. And I just loved it so much because truly everything is sacred. Everything is sacred. Everything's become so non-sacred for us. Everything is something to be used. And we, we, it confuses us. We think that everything is a tool and everything's to be used, but it's not. People are not to be used, right? Um, we're, we're not to use ourselves. And again, this goes back to always having a goal and needing to get somewhere that's not here right now. Um, but they're, they're animus. They believe that everything has spirit. Um, they believe that all the animals have certain spirits, um, certain connections to themselves. They believe similarly to Krishna religion, to Christ religion, to many of the uh, poly and monotheistic religions that there is one big source one oneness one connection that everything is a part of everything's embedded in everything is that so they and it just really blows my mind they believe they believe this and all the religions point towards this and and the word religion is also dogmatic all the belief systems you know um point towards that 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 there is one source and that we all come from the source and we're all returning to the source and um this is uh I, i just find it really interesting that I can find this truth in so many places, you know, and and this wisdom exists within almost all groups and all peoples that I've come in contact with. And the Mm -hmm. lahus are just one of them. Yeah. And, um, mm -hmm. Good. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. I'd like to talk for just a minute. You mentioned um, realizing that you're perfect the way the creator created you. And this is uh, a subject that is, is really difficult for most people, especially those who, who have brought up in a, a secular point of view. And that is that you are the created and the creator. That you are an aspect of God, right? Does this mean that you're God? You know, I don't think that we're all of it at once, but you are an aspect of it right now. So really starting to understand how powerful we are in our minds and our manifestations by connecting to this, the oneness, the source within, because we are the source. We're it. It's inside of us. It's mm -hmm. us. We're, we're, we are source manifested, manifesting. So this helps so much to understand like what we can really do, what we're really here to do. And that's connect. We're here to connect and Well, we're already connected to become aware of the connection. How can, how interconnected we all really are. And this is love, you know, and you can come back to the most simplest terms saying that everything is love. Um, everything is God. Everything is presence. We're always coming back to this moment where we realize that we're already here. We're already connected. And um, this is the silent stillness. This is meditation. Uh, we can look for it all day by thinking, you know, or studying. And, and this is uh, this is the connection. And I believe that, you know, the Lahus, as well as, you know, many peoples who haven't necessarily been so influenced by the thinking, the doing, the going, the always tasking, right? There's always somewhere to be. Those who have not necessarily been taken by that, that paradigm of living are a little bit closer to source, I believe. And the further away you get from, you know, your internal self, yourself and understanding the further away you get from source. Um, so it's always here, you know, it's always here. It's always available to you. Um, I'm not sure what we'll, what we'll call this podcast or what the, what the topic is <laughs> going, going all over the place, but um. But that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. You know, but, I mean, we yeah. don't have to go. The life yeah. isn't a straight line. It's not. It's not. It's not. Time. Yeah, exactly. Life's not a straight line. And that's, you know, and I, and I think what you're saying too is it, really, it's all about that unconditional love. It and, truly is. and so much of it is like you're saying there, just because I happen to be blessed enough to see some of the pictures that you had showed me previously of the Lahu and where they live and how they live. Mm -hmm. And you see they're surrounded by nature they're immersed in it in all of right. the natural aspects of it when you look at how most of us live not only are we eating foods that are not natural a lot of franken food you know um and then we're taking in things from devices and that are artificially made you know all of that takes us further and further away from reality and from our, you know, our natural existence, right. true reality, uh, true reality. Mm -hmm. And so then it becomes about learning how to come back, like you're saying to the, to the present moment and just be mm -hmm. in that moment. But it, it can be very challenging when you have all of these artificial things around you that yeah. seem real yeah. because, you know, you can feel them, you can touch them, you can see them. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it's basically that 2d versus 3d experience a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really beautiful that there are still so many cultures out there and people that are able to find a way to live in a very simplistic, holistic, mm -hmm. yes, in tune with nature. And I've always fascinated by people that can 
um, I can't remember where I heard this story, but it was really, to me, it spoke to me because I can completely relate. They were talking about how two men got lost in the jungle and they, you know, it took two weeks for them to be rescued and that it's humorous to think of it because they were rescued from a jungle where indigenous tribes live off the land with nothing. But these people had to be rescued because everything was there, but they couldn't see it. It was all around them. Mm-hmm. And I relate to that. And I go, I, that would be me. Yeah. I hate to admit it, but a hundred percent truth. Right. You know, I watch survivor and other shows. I'm always hoping I'm going to pick up something. So that <laughs> if I somehow I'm out in nature completely by myself, I'd be able to figure it out, you yeah. know, but yeah. in reality, do I have all that knowledge? I don't, I would hope that right. I could intuit a lot of it, mm-hmm. but no, in, in actuality, I don't. Right. And so I always, you know, think of that story and say, I don't want to be the person that is surrounded by abundance mm-hmm. and can't see it right. and doesn't know how to access it. Mm-hmm. Because in actuality, we all are at all times surrounded by abundance, but mm-hmm. that's just a, a material physical form of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. You're surrounded by right. everything you need to survive right. and you have to be rescued because you can't right. figure it out. Right. And, I, <laughs> and really, isn't that how a lot of us are living? You know what I mean? Yes. yes. <laughs> and this, this, I, this remind, brings me back to the internal experience as well. It sounds almost like the exact same thing is we expect someone to come save yes. us. And, um, we, you know, we expect someone to, to do it for us, do the work for us when it's really us. We are our own judge, jury, and executioner. We are our own, you know, manifestors, creators of our life. So, and uh, kind of goes back to the, when I mentioned the hero's journey, um, this isn't necessarily a, you have to go travel or you have to go do ayahuasca or something, you know? Um, the hero's the hero's journey can happen by you just you just going within, you going within, closing your eyes and going within with love, you know, with love and with understanding, um, and intention, and intention, and intention, and um, for just a moment, I, w- I really want to talk about um, different types of meditation because because a lot of people will stop at the word meditation one because of beliefs or two because they've tried it one way and they're just like uh uh-uh, uh this is i'm obviously not getting this this is not working for me um so i want to just give keep it as simple as i can and give it two main types of meditation and one is uh silent stillness and this is the traditional meditation right where we give uh we call it monkey mind monkey mind is always thinking right so our mind is always thinking all the time incessantly there is no stopping it so a lot of times when people sit down to meditate they think oh i'm supposed to not think and they try really hard to not think and that does not happen and <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work so people get frustrated and they think oh i'm not doing this correctly i give up when really it's just about it's about giving up <laughs> it's quite literally about surrendering and relaxing about into whatever is happening right now you know whatever is happening right now however you feel internally, externally. It's just about being aware of that awareness. It all comes down to awareness. And so monkey mind, we're going to be aware of monkey mind simply by noticing what we're thinking. And you can do this without sitting still and silent. That just minimizes distraction. When you sit down you sit still and you sit silent for a while, everything becomes very clear because there's less distraction, there's less movement, there's less things happening, but you can be meditating always in any state. Whenever it's all about just being aware of what you're aware of. And you can do this right now. Become aware of what you're aware of. How does your body feel right now? Not good or bad, 
just feeling it. Don't label your feelings or what you notice or what you see. Feel maybe temperature on your skin. You can notice your breath, you know? And then, uh, so monkey mind, we give monkey mind something to be happy with. Monkey mind <laughs> always needs something to be happy. It's always trying to be happy one way or another, whether whatever it is, we all try to be happy in a lot of different ways. Some of them not so healthy. So this is a really healthy way to be happy, to make monkey mind happy. Give it a banana. And give it a banana. <laughs> exactly. Give it a banana. And the banana is breath. The banana is breath for monkey mind. Great analogy. Um, so essentially you let your awareness rest on your breath. Your breath is one of the only functions of your body that is a part of the autonomic and the somatic nervous system, um, both auto automatic and the ones you control. So it's already happening anyway. So it's when you connect your awareness to your breath, you're connecting yourself to your autonomic nervous system, to your body and to the wisdom in your body. Um, and we can get, that can be a whole topic as well as wisdom of the body. We can get into that maybe this time or another time. So if you just simply, first type is sit still, silent stillness, and just let your breath go nice and natural and easy. No need to control. Let it be full and relaxed. Let your belly extend, let your shoulders drop. And now here comes the thoughts. <laughs> here it comes, here comes thinking, here comes judging, here comes all these things. And we're just gonna be aware of that. And I think the best analogy I've ever heard is imagine you're in an ocean. Imagine there's waves and it's a little bit chaotic maybe. It's crashing. And there's a buoy and this buoy is your breath. The buoy is your breath and it's always safe. You can always hold on to it. And when you hold on to this buoy, that's the, uh, the waves is your thoughts. There's no stopping the waves when you're in the ocean. There's no stopping. And uh, uh, waves are actually essentially thoughts as well because they are quite literally coming from elsewhere and then going back to somewhere else. Um, we are a antenna. We are a conduit. We are a channel all the time. So a lot of times your thoughts aren't even yours. They don't belong to you. Neither do your feelings or your experiences. So becoming aware helps you realize the truth that you are not these things. You're just experiencing these things and it's impermanent. It won't last forever. So there's no need to freak out. Just stay calm. Just keep focusing on your breath. So noticing your thoughts, you're with the buoy, noticing the waves. And after a while, You'll notice it comes up a little bit calm, maybe even after just one breath, a few breaths, one minute, two minutes. And then holding on to that buoy, you can dip down below the surface and look at the depth and just the space below. And for some people, this can be a bit eerie to feel the space within them because it is infinite. It is, we are infinity. We are so vast. So to feel this space can sometimes be a little bit daunting, but it's home. It's very homey. It's very beautiful. And you are met with yourself. You're met with yourself, which is essentially your, your deity, your connection, your focal point. Um, and this breath is it. Um, we just take time to be aware of it. That's it. And you can do this in just a moment. So this is the first type of meditation is silent stillness. And maybe 10, 20 minute sessions. You can start with a one minute session, a two minute session. It doesn't matter. Um, and this is, I believe is the best to coming home to source. We'll come back. We'll talk about source a lot. Um, 
So we can call it God. You can call source God, the source of all things. There's one, one source. Um, a really interesting fact. Uh, this is a piece of uh, hermetic philosophy, hermetic knowledge, where everything is vibration, right? Everything is moving at all times at various rates and degrees. Um, if you want to subscribe to this idea, everything is love. Everything is love vibrating at different rates and frequencies. So we say, oh, everything can't be love. There's a lot of awful, evil things in the world. Well, those things are love as well. They're just vibrating at a very low frequency of love. So if someone is angry or upset or, uh, you know, lashes out at you, um, that person is just lacking love. That's all that is, whether it's from themselves or from others, it has nothing to do with you. Um, so everything is vibrating and God infinity is vibrating so fast at an infinite rate that it is actually still. And so when we become still, we connect with that infinity, with that space, with that, uh, that non-duality, the, the non-form. And it happens in an instant. Um, but it also, we get, it's, it's infinite wisdom, it's infinity. We get closer to it the more time we spend in stillness. Um, so this is just one of the most beautiful practices I could ever introduce or try to, um, to, spread, to spread knowledge about. And it's not, it's not religious, you know, it's just a practice of becoming aware of what is. And second type of meditation is more of a tantric meditation, which is a little bit newer idea. And essentially this means that at any moment, same thing as the first one, but rather without the silent stillness, you could be doing your dishes, you could be uh, driving your car, you're spending time with your loved ones really being present with the actual sensations of the moment, smelling your coffee in the morning, taking joy in walking through grass in colors that you see in nature, the warmth of the sun on your skin. We miss out on so much of this mm. beauty. Oh gosh, you know, this, sometimes this is the most, the world is so beautiful and it's so perfectly created, but we miss out on so much of it because we're just not paying attention. You know, we're just not choosing to be aware of, the wondrous glories and the gifts and everything that we've been given right now, you know? So this is the second type of meditation, which is also, you know, they're all one thing, but um, the second type, you don't actually have to sit down and work, you know, and, and meditation isn't necessarily work. It's work to get yourself to sit down. Once you're seated, it's easy. It's the easiest thing in the world. You're literally doing nothing. You're just breathing. <laughs> um, the second type is more uh, instant. You can become aware now. In this very moment, you don't have to, like we were saying before, you don't have to do anything to get anywhere. You're already here. So just realizing where you are, feeling yourself, noticing your five senses, maybe the sixth, if you're practicing becoming in touch with them, but it is beautiful. It is comforting as well. You know, knowing that you're always with, with yourself, with source sources within. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's beautiful, Brian. I mean, and the second type is really that whole art that everyone talks about is in, it's mainly mindfulness, you know, mm -hmm. reconnecting mm -hmm. with all of your senses mm -hmm. and realizing that you can feel any of them and all of them at any point in time. Mm -hmm. You know, you step outside, you can stop and choose to smell a flower. You can, mm -hmm. you know, breathe in the air, see mm -hmm. what you smell, see what, the, you know, mm -hmm. taste. I mean, how many people sit and mindfully eat? Mm -hmm. You know, I've done that practice where you sit in silence mm -hmm. and you eat and yeah you chew 30 times or whatever number you pick yeah. to really try and mindfully 
immerse in the moment. immerse in the moment and in the flavor, the taste of the food, mm-hmm. and be as completely present in that moment, you know, as you can be. And mm-hmm. you just gave everybody a bunch of wonderful ways to do that. So thank you yeah. for that very because welcome. they're it's life changing, like you said. It's it's yeah. very life changing, and I think what I kept hearing when you were talking was just all the love, you know, all of the love, not only that you have, but that's there for people in these practices that you're, that you're it's available. Yes. It's so available to you always. Yes. Yeah. It's free. It's available. It's uh, life-sustaining, life-fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You know, I had written something mm-hmm. for love your brain about my experiences and what yeah. I had come to realize was it all boils down to love and when i wasn't able to do anything so like anything do anything you hear what i said what i realized is it really isn't about doing anything it was about being able to give and receive love Mm -hmm. and you can always do that Mm -hmm. you can always do that that, yeah no matter what physical abilities you do or do not have that is always available to us in Mm -hmm. every moment Mm -hmm. and that's really you know the the foundational right, right. you could we could <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean that really is sort of where we right. start and and end you know mm-hmm. is being able to do and notice i said it in both directions because we need to not only be able to give it we also need to be able to receive, receive it right. and that can be a challenge for people right. as well right right and you know we're always coming back trying to simplify everything because um and it's really just a practice, right? We're, it's just a daily practice of being aware of ourselves and our experience and what's happening. I had the opportunity to do a Vipassana retreat while I was in Thailand. It's a very commonly, um, a very common thing that a lot of uh, people who are interested in learning about meditation might do. Vipassana is, is how you say it. Um, this is, it's just a, uh, essentially it was the Buddha's prescription. It was closest to the original teachings that we have right now for and and meditation was around long before the buddha but this is essentially the buddhist style his technique and at this retreat they spoke a lot about exactly what uh what you just said is in actually eating itself is becoming hyper aware of all the mechanisms and sensations and feelings of eating like scooping the food bringing it to your mouth eating Mm -hmm. it chewing it tasting it savoring it each part you're becoming more and more aware of essentially like the expansion, the infinity of every moment, every moment is infinite. So the more we can connect to that moment, the more we can connect to, to everything else that we're already essentially connected to. Um, yeah. So I just really, really, really pray that you guys become inspired to go within and realize that, that you are source that no, that first of all, no one's coming to save you from, from anything. You, you are, your 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 own savior and um and that's beautiful you know because you are everything you this is this is a concept we'll have to touch deeper on another time that you are essentially all the people that you are around you are them you are the trees you are the grass you are the sky you are all these things uh it comes to this old saying is um it's a zen Zen Buddhism is a little bit different than the rest the Zen believe kind of what we're talking about that you're already enlightened you're already here. Everything is perfect. You're already here. You just have to realize it. So you become aware in the moment you become enlightened now by realizing that you are enlightened. And this phrase that the Zen Buddhists use 
It's called thou art that. Thou art that. It means anything you're perceiving, anything that comes within your window of experience and your perception, you are that. That is an aspect of you. How you see that is a reflection of yourself. And this is why we're all mirrors of each other. And this is so beautiful. We're all, this is how we're so interconnected is we quite literally are all the same thing, source, experiencing itself subjectively through different perspectives. And we get to expand our perspective by sharing with others, by going within. And we realize through thou art that, that everything is a mirror. And however you feel about other things is quite, quite honestly how you feel about yourself. It's how you interact with yourself. Um, right. And so being aware of those things in the moment, how am I, how am I interacting with this person? You know, is it, does it feel positive or negative to me and why, you know, and judgments only exist. Um, we only judge people because we judge ourselves, you know, um, we only feel about other people because of how we feel about ourselves and to become aware of this just brings so much wisdom and insight. And it's all happening again, simplifying it in the present moment right now. So, um, you know, we often are always lost in our thoughts, which is always a figment. You know, if we're having a perception of something, it can only ever be a perception. You know, it can only ever be our way, our take on it, our relative reality and the relative reality. And, you know, it's real to us. Um, but it's essentially, it's essentially a, uh, a figment, right? So when we get away from the thoughts and we get back to the present moment, back to feeling, back to heart centered presence, this is where everything is. This is where love is. This is where God is. This is where you are. And it's always present. It's always available. It's always inside you. And you are so powerful. You are so powerful. You are the change that you want to see in this world. Truly. Be the change you want to see in this world. Realize that you can be just a beacon of light for everyone around you um, and for yourself. And the more that we do inner work, the more that we go within, giving ourselves love, untangling uh, knots and, and whatnot. I use this as a massage therapist term, you know, like we, there's knots in the body. There's also knots in, in, uh, in, the, in the, the brain itself and the fibers of the nerves. And this is called by emotional trauma. The more we go inside, healing ourselves, giving love, giving peace, understanding. Um, you're doing this for the collective. You're doing this for everybody. This goes back to thou art that when you're healing yourself, when you're being yourself, you're helping everyone around you heal. And not even just those around you, but the entirety of the earth existence, everything, because you are that. So the more that you become in line with yourself and harmonious within yourself, you are radiating that towards everything around you because energy is non-local. So whatever changes what happens with us, it happens on a, on a grander scale, a grander scale than any of us can imagine. So you are powerful, you are love, and you are capable of being a light and being everything that you are here to be. And you just described how I would describe you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you are love, you are light, and we are so grateful that you took the time to be here today to share some small piece of your infinite wisdom with the rest of us. And so I think what we'll do now is what we always do in the show is we'll have uh, my daughter, Isabella Ann, will sing us over the sparks of wisdom. And on the other side, we will have some sparks of wisdom from Brandon and I together for you, which we hopefully will spark something within you and 
bring you more love, peace, and joy, and more light in your life. See you on the other side. Sparks of wisdom. Oh, 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 oh. Sparks of wisdom. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, so we're back with today's Sparks of Wisdom. And as always, anything from the show or in life in general that sparks wisdom for you is great. We're just going to give you some highlights from today's show. And I'm going to start by turning it over to Brandon. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we just wanted to recap and consolidate and simplify a little bit of the, the wisdom that um, we got to share here today. And I'd say most importantly from, I skimmed over the top of many deep topics, but most importantly, I want to say love yourself unconditionally. Love yourself unconditionally. And this can sound a little woo woo. This can feel a little, uh, you know, a little strange for a lot of people, but this is truly Truly, the, the, the seat of heaven is, is within. The seat of Buddhahood is within. Heaven is within. And by loving yourself, you're creating heaven within yourself and on earth. And also, uh, the breath is the way home to awareness in the present moment. Okay. And as always, we just want to say, be you, be love, and be present. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank my guest, Brandon Blevins today for blessing us with his time, his wisdom, the love and light that he is in the world. And I'd like to thank all of you for listening as well. So thank you, Brandon. Thank you so much for having me, dear one. I love you. <laughs> yes, the love's all around. <laughs> love back at you. So thank you, everyone. And may this day be a beautiful one full of blessings to all of you. And if you have any questions or comments, please reach out and I'd love to be of any assistance that I can. Thanks again, Brandon. Thanks. thanks Bye so everybody. Bye.